Welcome to this rebroadcast of an interview with Chris Shea, founder of Life's Journey Life Coaching. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website, www.lifesjourneyblog.com. You're listening to Health Nuts with Dr. Chris Kahn. Making lifestyle changes is hard for many people, and not knowing what to do or how to do it makes the task all the more daunting. Here at Health Nuts, we focus on helping you live a fuller life by discussing everyday health issues and exploring breakthrough solutions on how to overcome them. And now, here's your host, Dr. Chris Carr. Welcome back to another episode of Health Nuts. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Carr, and I am so excited to have on today, Mr. Chris Shea. Now, Chris has done a ton in his 20 plus years in education and counseling, and I want to just share with you a small piece of his background. Chris is a nationally and state certified addiction counselor, as well as a nationally certified life coach, having graduated from St. Hyacinth College Seminary and the Washington Theological Union in D.C., He divides his time between Life's Journey, which is his coaching program, and serving as the director of campus ministry at a high school in Maryland, and as an adjunct professor in the Family Studies and Community Development Department of the School of Liberal Liberal Arts at Towson University, as well as McDaniels College's Graduate School of Counseling. He has over 20 years' experience in the addiction counseling field as a clinician, and administrator responsible for the implementation of treatment programs which model and integrate evidence-based treatments to to promote lifelong recovery. He currently serves as a chairperson for the county's Alcohol Coalition, a member of the County Behavioral Health Action Committee, and he sits on the advisory board of the National Alliance for Drug-Endangered Children. He has a second book out now on Amazon, and it's titled Coping with Adversity in Life, which we'll be getting into here for today's topic. He lives in Leonardton, Maryland, and he enjoys the outdoors and the rural area in which he resides. So, Chris, the first question I got to ask you outside of welcoming you to the podcast is, when do you sleep? (laughs) Sleep? What's that concept? (laughs) Um, well, I, I appreciate being here with you and, and sharing with you. I, uh, I, I do like to keep busy, but the, uh, the difference between my life now and what it used to be as far as busyness goes, um, you know, is really more in how I can manage that time. So, you know, I do make sure that there's time for self-care. There is time for sleep. There is time for family, uh, you know, in the midst of all this other stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and that's when I, when I talked to you pre-interview, one of the things I, I noticed right away is that you've just got a lot going on. So uh, if anyone knows how to time management, I'm going to assume it's you. <laughs> I, I try my best. It's uh, Sometimes it's a challenge, but you also have to listen to yourself. You know, there are days that I'll just, you know, veg out and take care of myself and figure everything else will fall into place on the next day. So, you know, you, you just have to follow what – you know, your, uh, your body's telling you to do. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to getting into today's topic with you is, uh, we talk about some of the emotional stress, the, the components that come with adversity and how to recognize it and how to deal with it appropriately. So I'm looking forward to hearing your expertise in this. Before I get into that, I always like to start off these podcasts with, a, with an affirmation, words of wisdom. What do you got? 
So words of wisdom, uh, the best that I always think about is a quote that I love, and the quote is, there are no problems, only solutions. And that's the truth. We get thrown so many different problems each and every day. And Yes. You know, and, and we can focus on them as a problem and then get mired in all these problems in life where we can look at them and say, you know what, I have a solution to anything that's happening in my life, so let me focus in on the positive aspects and what I can do about it versus just sitting back and, you know, uh, focused on all of the negatives and the problems. Because we're not going to get rid of problems. No, they're there for one way or, the, or, one way or another. So one of, the, one, of the, one of the questions I wanted to ask you before I uh, get into the topic, how did you get into this field? What attracted you into counseling and especially the addictive counseling, which would be uh, a tough field to be into because, as you know, statistically, sometimes, a lot of times, they end up back where they were at. Yes. Uh, and that was something that I really had to learn how to cope with. Uh, you know, for those who would relapse, although if they got back into treatment, then we would pick up you know, from there and uh, be able to work with that. But, um, no, my goal in life was always to help other people. And I really focused on counseling as a way to do that. So the more that I focused in on how best could I help people in, in the counseling realm, I noticed that, you know, a lot of the issues people were having either led them to an addiction in, in substance or the substance addiction was something that was also causing other problems. So very early in, into my career of working with people, I decided to focus on the addiction, seeing that most people were somehow falling into that and figure, well, maybe if we can kind of go to the source, see what we can do from there. And um, I loved it once I got into it, um, you know, especially for those who were making a change in their life, it was a whole new life for them, you know, and, and just their whole aspect of how they viewed themselves, how they viewed life, you know, when we started to, when we ended to totally different people. And, and that made a world of difference, um, you know, in my own mindset. And I, I learned so much, uh, you know, about life and what we need to focus on in life and where, uh, you know, the whole hope, that no matter what, we can make changes in our life. And it doesn't matter what we've done or where we've been. Life can be totally different uh, if we just really, you know, set our mind to it and, and do what we need to do. It, with all these challenges that, that come about, especially because when somebody goes through the recovery process that you do, and I didn't get to talk to you about this, but I work um, – in a homeless shelter uh, where I volunteer and have a pro bono clinic out there. And I, I see the, the males and females that come in and out there. I don't think anyone ever signs up, say, Hey, you know, one day I hope I get addicted to drugs. <laughs> or one day I hope I just, you know, become a complete alcoholic and I have no control over myself. I think there's, we lose aspects of that, that that was never the person's intent. No. And it, but life threw them a curveball. And unfortunately they went down that path. Yeah. So, with the emotional stress, the adversity, uh, we can start with kind of symptoms. How do you know if somebody's going through? What are some self-recognition tips that they would have and as well as treatment? So, you know, when you're going through 
you know, a lot of stress in your life and, and a lot of the um, adversities in life, what you really need to look at for yourself is how am I feeling inside? How I feel inside is going to affect how I perceive the world outside of me. So in looking within myself, am I feeling generally okay about me? And has that changed? You know, one of the things that I look at as a clinician is, you know, what are some of the behavioral changes or some of the emotional changes I can see over time in my clients? Well, use that same thing for yourself. So if you've kind of noticed, if you do a check every day that, you know, you're feeling okay. I mean, maybe life isn't wonderful, but you're, you're okay. But then you start noticing a pattern that you're not as okay as you used to be. That's where you need to pause and try to figure out why am I not as okay as I used to be and begin to do some of that self-examination to, to see what's going on. I think the other important thing to notice is your interest level. You know, are you no longer interested in things that you used to be interested in? Are you getting more tired than you used to be? But you're still getting sleep or actually you're getting even more sleep than you used to get, but you're still more tired. Um, those I think are, are really the key signs. Now we can go into a lot where, you know, you can change behaviorally, you can change as far as attitude toward others. I think an important thing is to have people around you that you trust who can give you honest feedback because it's a lot of times when we're getting really stressed, if we don't stop to notice it, people close to us will. If you trust them, take their advice. You know, when they start saying, you know, you're getting a little snippy, you're getting a little short with us, you know, where's this coming from? Try to take it from the source and step back a moment and, and think to yourself, maybe I am, you know, or even ask them, you know, cause you might not see it and say, how, oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm acting great. What's the big deal? Well, let them tell you what the big deal is because that change that they're noticing in you could be the precursor to something bigger. Catch it as quick as you can. It's going to be easier to deal with. That is some solid advice. I'm just here taking notes just in my, in the office. I think no matter what type of practitioner you are, uh, you're going to get hit. You know, people, when they, when they trust you, they're going to share things with you. Yeah. And as they continue to share things, they're going to ask maybe even things that on the emotional component where obviously I'm not qualified to deal with, but I will get asked those questions pretty much on a weekly basis. And I love the pattern recognition where you start mm -hmm. to maybe notice where, you know, you're, you're sleeping more often. You're sleeping in where you used to never sleep in, or now you're used to never drink during the weekdays. Now you're having a six pack every day. Right. Yeah. And, and it's really looking, you know, for that pattern over time. You know, one day we all have an off day. You know, somebody comes in and, and they're just not acting right, not seeming right. That could be a one day thing. If you see them regularly and this is ongoing. Yeah, definitely something to point out. Um, but also look on the positive side of it. You know, so people who are looking to make the changes in their life. I think it's important to have people around us who will also be our cheerleaders, you know, to say, Hey, I've noticed the last few days, you know, you, you seem to have a, a little more of a, you know, step to you. You seem to be a little uh, happier, you know, um, again, you may not notice that, you know, the, the subtle changes in yourself, you're too close to yourself. So you might not notice, but when somebody points it out, then you might be able to say, you know, maybe I have been a little happier lately. 
And it might not be much, but it's enough that another person noticed it. Right. Which is a time that when you, when it's recognized, it means a lot to that person that it's recognized too. Yeah, exactly. So well, this time of year specifically, I would imagine in your field, it's got to, this has to be probably one of the more difficult times of year for your profession, just due to the fact that this is for, it's a great time of year to celebrate, but this is also a big time of year where folks are overly depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I do see a, a slight uptick, uh, you know, in, in people coming in uh, to talk, you see another uptick at the end of the holiday season, you know, so mid to end January. Uh, and there's a lot of depression and anxiety there too, because they've, uh, you know, at that point they've gone through all of their family gatherings and maybe things didn't go the way they expected. Um, and some people get the blues afterwards, you know, you, you do a lot of build up to the holidays and then all of a sudden it's over. Now what, you know, but, um, I think to your other point, you know, it, it's very important for us to remember, you know, that in all of our joyous celebrations, there might be people around us who are not joyous at all. And I'm not saying, you know, don't be joyous. I mean, you know, feel what you feel, act the way, but be aware that there might be some people, you know, this really is not a, a good time of the year for them for various reasons. And, you know, maybe somehow reach out to them and uh, not, you know, in, in a way that's going to embarrass them or be, you know, like pity. But just remember, you can be happy and joyous, but don't don't forget the others who might need a, li a little more attention or a little, you know, uh, acknowledgement of, of what they're going through. And it's a great piece of feedback. So we can get lost in our own celebration if you will or taking the extra week off of work or the extra extra time after the new year whichever holiday it is and you're right people might have suffered multiple deaths the prior year and they don't have that that yearly yeah. christmas dinner to go to anymore yeah that's a it's a very powerful point so i want to kind of pick your brain on when somebody's going through these adverse times and they're now they're now they've recognized it like hey you know what something's off with me now what once you recognize it, I would direct people to spend time every day. And, and even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, we can call it meditation. If you don't like that word, change the word. I don't care. But spend, you know, a good 10 or 20 minutes with yourself doing the best that you can in just noticing the world around you and the world inside of you. And the key to that is non-judgmentally. Notice what is happening, what you're feeling, what you're going through without putting a judgment on it. In other words, we're not going to say this is good, this is bad, this is, it just is. I'm feeling this way, all right, I'm feeling this way. We're going to feel it. You know, the, this is happening around me right now. Okay, it's happening around you right now. We're just acknowledging it. Right. The more we can create this awareness of our own feelings and what's happening inside of us, that can help us to figure out what is my next step. Because even if you're sitting there for these 10 minutes and, and it's really tough because you're feeling that anxiety and that adversity. And as you say, with the holidays, maybe you're really recognizing I, I'm alone right now. Okay. Feel that acknowledge that. But then I always have as my next step, what is your action? You know, to me, meditation is not just meditation for the sake of quieting oneself. 
It's not just for the sake of learning about oneself. Those are components. What am I going to do with it? You know, I, I'm more of an action person, you know, so that this isn't, you know, just a, a nice academic, uh, you know, routine or, or, you know, technique and theory. What is my next action step? And, and to me, that's the next thing that you would do. You're feeling what you're feeling. And then you start saying, so what is open to me? What can I do that might have me feel different? When you're, if you're telling your, your client to, you know, we can use the meditation, if they don't know how, where do they get directed to? So when they don't know how, I direct them to a couple different apps uh, that are out there that are really good. I direct them over to my website where I've done some writing on meditation. Usually, though, what I do is try to demonstrate it to them and try to explain to them what I mean by that. Uh, take away some of their misconceptions of that and help them to understand that if, you know, for those who say, well, look, I, I am not going to be able to sit still for 10 minutes. I'm not going to be able to quiet my mind for, you know, it's just not going to happen. And I say, all right, great. So you can't do that. That's fine. Can you take a walk for 10 minutes? And as you're walking, just observe what you're observing. But again, don't judge what you're observing. Just observe it. It really, to me, you know, without getting into the traditional, what is the posture and, you know, what is, to me, it's, it's really, what time am I going to spend in focusing on what's happening around me? And if that means you need to sit in silence, great. If it means you need to take a walk, great. I've had a few people who say, I'm going to go for a drive. You know, I, I'm a little leery on that one, but... <laughs> Um, but then what I've also told people who have long commutes, you know, if you're sitting in stop and go traffic, might not be a bad time to somewhat do some meditation. Now, again, not the type where I'm going <laughs> to fall asleep or something, <laughs> you know, but instead of cursing out the cars around you and, and all of this, I'm going to be late, this and that. No, maybe that commute time becomes your time of reflection. So it's not to figure out what, what's wrong with the driver up ahead, but just start thinking about, well, what's going on with me right now? Aside from the fact I'm stuck in traffic, that's a given. What else is going on? Right. You know, and, and use that time, you know, and, and on more of a positive bent than the I'm really anxious, frustrated, angry, whatever, at, at this traffic jam. At, at what point in this process is it, should the person recognize like, Hey, you know what? Now I, I need professional help because this is going to go, I'm either going to, I'm going to come, coming to the, the end of the road and I'm either going to go left or go right. And left is I'm self-medicating right is I need to counsel, counsel this thing out. What point does that come? Well, definitely at the point you just said, if you're already at that fork in the road, yeah, go, go see somebody professionally because I, I don't want you taking that fork of self uh, medicating, but even before that, you know, one of the things that uh, I think people don't fully understand with life coaching is, you know, life coaching is not counseling. And life coaching does not mean that you have a diagnosable illness. Life coaching does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means you might need a little extra direction, a little extra guidance. You know, your friends know you, but they may be too close to you to be objective. So to go to somebody who really doesn't know you 
who can just kind of listen to those facts, listen to what's going on and be much more objective in what might be some But go to your friends, find your friends, you know, because they're the ones who are going to keep guiding you uh, through this. But um, to me, that's the key of just recognizing to get as much information as you can. So I'm going to get the information from my friends. Maybe I'm going to do some research, but why not talk to somebody? Right. And and life coaching is just pointers. You know, like I say, it's it's got nothing to do with medical diagnoses or anything like that. And instead of trying to self-diagnose what is going on or trying to get a plan together, making up your own plan, it's like, why, why would you try to reinvent the wheel? Well, exactly. If, if somebody else can help guide you, right. you know, if you're already anxious about something, why spend all that extra time in doing some of the research when you might not even be on the right path? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just go see somebody and, and it doesn't have to be long-term. You know, when I'm talking life coaching, I mean, it could be a month, it could be less, depending on what it is. Um, Now, for myself, it's a little bit different because I could do both sides of it. You know, so if we're doing some life coaching, but some, you know, psychological issues do pop up, well, okay, we can handle that. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not, you know, a, a reason to stay away or to go, you know, see a life coach just for guidance. You know, you see a counselor if you are being medicated and have a, you know, diagnosable. But if you're at that fork that's saying, you know, the only way I'm going to get through this, if I start using substances or, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stay in, in my bed now, uh, definitely need to talk to somebody. If, if it's really adversely affecting your life, you need to start talking to somebody. Yeah, and having at least a self recognition to know that this is not gonna you're not gonna end up in a good place. You're gonna end up with a, a job loss or a marital disharmony or even financial distress or a combination yeah. of both. Yeah. So why not just go early, see somebody maybe a couple times, you get on the right path, and everything you just mentioned never happens. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, then, <laughs> then there's a that's a whole other problem or problems. Yeah. What, so the action steps, what other action steps would you have to share for someone who's looking, who's having, so we have the, we have the meditation takeaway. Is there anything else you can add that you could recommend that they would do or take advantage of? It, it's very, you know, subjective to the individual, but some of the things that I would recommend people to do is to get involved in a hobby, do something that's creative uh, do something that has nothing to do with your regular career. So you can work that angle, get involved in some clubs. You know, are, are there some activities or, you know, groups of people that you can get involved in? Um, especially at the holiday season, if, if you're feeling down and this is, really isn't a joyous time for you, well, find others in a similar situation, such as, help out at some homeless shelters, you know, or, or go to some of these soup kitchens or, you know, whatever that may be. But just to know, I mean, you're, you're not alone. And, you know, for whatever reason, this isn't a joyous time for you. There is going to be somebody else who is having even a rougher time. Right. What can you do just to bring a little bit of consolation to them? You're not going to fix it, but you going and helping is definitely going to help them. You know, just that somebody cares at this time of the year 
but it's also going to help you because now you've gotten outside of yourself. And once you get outside of yourself, things are going to change within yourself. So, you know, take advantage of that, you know, and maybe let's say if, you know, you used to have family at the holidays and you don't for whatever reason now, and you work, stay at a 24 hour place. Well, are you willing then to sacrifice your time and say, you know what, I'll take the place of an employee who's got a young kid. You know, let that employee be home on Christmas morning with the young kid. I don't have a young kid. I'll work Christmas day for, for that person. You know, so doing things like that are, are really good action steps that could make you feel good, take you outside of yourself and maybe have you kind of not necessarily forget, but not dwell on what you're going through. And, and realize there's somebody else who would trade shoes with you in a heartbeat. Exactly. Especially during the holidays. If, if, if you can trade with somebody who has to work, yeah, you know, they, they'll do that. Um, but think of what you're giving not to that person, but to that whole person's family, you know, and, and that can go a long way. And, and who knows who else you're helping because of that action. I, I think a, a lot of folks, they get stuck in their own internal life and they forget to give. And what, when, when you give, you think you're giving for someone else. And at the end of the day, you get so much back in return from that. And yeah. I, that's such a great piece of advice. And it's, I completely agree with it, but it wasn't, I'm so glad you brought it up because it's a powerful way to kind of move forward and get yourself, get your own ego out of the way and, and focus yeah. on something else bigger than you. Yeah. And, and that's what I always figure is, you know, the action step is always going to take you outside of yourself. If you're just going to continue to sit in this meditation or, you know, reading or study, all of that is good. But if that's the only place it takes you, it, it's not going to give you the end goal of what you're looking for, you know, because those are the tools. Those are the means to get you to that end goal. And if you're looking at how do I find some inner peace through all this, you're going to have to get out and do something. I completely agree. As a segue to that, because I do want to pick your brain on a couple other things. When I talk about this podcast, and it's called Health Nuts for a reason, what are three things that you do? Obviously, you teach it, but what are what are three things that you do to make your that make you a health nut? Teach it. <laughs> do a lot of writing and reading about it. Um, and, uh, you know, trying to get out and, and walk through nature as much as I can. Um, you know, I will say that I'm not a health nut in the sense of my diet and true exercise. But, you know, there's more to it than just that. So when you're also looking at, you know, the things such as what am I educating myself on and then what am I doing for me? And part of the for me is what are those times that I just need to veg out? And when are those times that I need to get up and take a walk, you know, and just kind of breathe in nature. And with your own self-recognition tips, uh, I have, um, I, I'm obviously, uh, I have a business, I have a, another side business that I do as well. How do you, what are things that you recognize whenever you start to, when you're starting to burn the tank and you're running on fumes? For me, the, the real first sign of that is the tiredness. And fatigue. Yeah that that's really what starts to get me when I notice that come the afternoon that I'm just really feeling more of that exhaust. It's not a, that physical tiredness. And uh, that's when I start to recognize maybe I need to, 
you know, for right now, slow it down a bit. Um, and then I also recognize, you know, when I'm seeing uh, clients, if I have like back-to-back clients um, and then somebody cancels, I hate when that happens because, you know, you want to help whoever you can help. But then there is that part of me that says, you know what? Now that I've got this hour break, on the couch, you know, so it, it kind of becomes, what is that self-care? Because all of that to me is essential. You know, if I were to do some more writing or research for, you know, another book, an article or whatever I'm doing, that's important work. Maybe taking an hour on that couch is important work too. Yeah. And, and giving back to you. Exactly. Best advice you ever got. Best advice that I ever got is sometimes there are no words and you just sit there and just be present. That was tough for me. I, I learned that early on. I, I had a year internship as a chaplain at a children's hospital and uh, that was tough. And I'm a doer, as you know, I got these action steps and but you can't always do and fix, you know, and at the children's hospital, not all those kids were getting well and you had some terminal illnesses and, you know, so for me, it was like, well, what do I do? What do I say to families? You know, what is this? I, I focus on the do do. And, you know, my supervisor, you know, at one point just said, you do presence, you do sitting there saying nothing. And just being there and just showing you care is enough. Yeah, I think we get stuck in wanting to verbally or show or give. And you're right. Sometimes you can give just by being there as a sounding board. Yeah, you know, and and I practiced it as much as I could. And, yeah, there were sometimes I would just sit in the room with the families and never say a word. And they wouldn't address me, but they knew I was there. And maybe that's all they needed, And you know, and eventually they would, you know, say I could go on my way, you know, or you must have other work to do or whatever. But at least they knew somebody was there. And if they needed to say something, they could, and they didn't have to, but at least they weren't alone. And that took me, and I still struggle at times with this, but it's taken me well over 20 years to really fully understand that concept of the importance of presence. Yeah. It's powerful. It's, it's, being, it's also being self-recognizing the situation that you're in. And, yep. Okay. This is this is one of those times where I just need to, to to zip it and hang out. Yeah, and to understand that maybe I can't fix everything. Yeah. You know, so my presence is doing something, but it's not fixing it, and I have to be comfortable and okay with the fact that I can't fix it. That's not for me to do. If you have for the listener that's out there that is, you know, they're, they're suffering right now. They're, they've fallen on hard times and they're, they, they, they've gone through a lot and maybe they've already gone through uh, coaching or counseling and they feel like mm-hmm. they didn't get anything out of it and they're back right where they started. What do you, what would you share with them? Never give up. Um, you're guaranteed failure when you give up, you know, so if you're worried about, I'm at the bottom, you know, I, I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to, well, if you keep doing that, yes, you will. And, and I'm a realist, and I'll tell you that, yes, you're going to fail if that's what you do. So if that's your goal, you're doing it well. But if you're trying to make that difference and you can't find somebody to help guide you, 
do some of the things we talked about, you know, just get active. And if you don't know what to do, walk. If you can't walk, can you find somebody to get you around? Um, maybe use other mediums. You know, if for whatever reasons you can't leave your room, your house, your apartment, are there things you can do online? You know, so are there certain chat groups? Are there discussion boards? Are there, uh, you know, mediums like, like, you know, this platform that we're using of, of being able to talk with other people. So, you know, what are some of the creative things that you can still do um, and use technology if, if needed to be able to get outside of yourself? Yeah, love it. Last thing before I let you go, for those that are trying to find you, you know your, your book is out and um, on Amazon. How do folks go about finding you, getting a hold of that book? The best way to do that is just go over to my website and that's lifesjourneyblog.com and everything is there. It's all my contact information, social media information, my podcast page, my book page, which will link you over to Amazon. Everything would be found on the website, probably the best way to go. And I will put the, um, so for the listeners out there, the book will be on the uh, show notes and there'll be a direct link to that as well. And um, awesome. I'll get you over there to, to Amazon to get a hold of this book. So if this is you and some of these things he has said, I mean, you're listening to someone with over 20 plus years in the counseling industry. Uh, this isn't a rookie. He's a seasoned veteran. So uh, don't take it with a grain of salt. This is a, one of the experts in the field. So Chris, thanks so much for giving back today and I appreciate your knowledge. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a wonderful conversation. I love it. And for all y'all that are out there, talk to you next week. Have a blessed week. Bye now. So you've heard from the experts yourself this episode and have gotten some golden nuggets on health. There is so much more to come and so much more to learn. Head on over to pghcw.com. Again, that's pghcw.com. And sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive free info on how to get and stay healthy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Health Nuts with Dr. Chris Carr. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a review. Thank you for listening to this episode with Chris Shea. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website, www.lifesjourneyblog.com.